You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. Hey, so many shows.com bringing you the Blacklist podcast. I am the host, Team Reddington J. Got my boy Pete here. What's up, brother? That's Pete from So Many Shows, So Many Shows.com. What's going on, Jay? Another day, another day. Here to talk about uh, the Capricorn Killer, season five, episode 16. Quite the episode, quite different uh, from uh, some of the stuff that we are used to seeing with the Blacklist. I'm definitely interested to get your thoughts there about this, and we'll get into that in a in a few. But uh, for those of you listening, just so you know, um, you know, a lot of podcasts and even some of the other ones that we do do for other shows, uh, you know, we do some prep or we talk beforehand or we're like, hey, you talk about this, I'll talk about that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Pete and I do no prep. We don't discuss the episode beforehand except, hey, did you watch it? Because <laughs> um, we want it to be kind of off the cuff and get some original reactions. That way it's not – there's nothing – I don't want to say fake about it, but it's uh, it's genuine. 100% we go with what we got. We don't take 37 takes. What we do is what you hear. So with that in mind, let's start off how we start them all off. Let's rate the episode in Tom Keen stab wounds because that's how we uh, rate them. Uh, zero is the worst, ten being the best. Uh, definitely a different episode. I'm interested to see how you're going to rate this one, Pete. What do you give it? Well, before we get started with that, I just want to say that we are not lying. We do no prep. It's all spontaneous. And if you guys think we're good enough and don't believe us, we will gladly take a company or studios fully expense paid trip into their studio to do one on the fly of any show they pick, any episode of any show, right. and we'll prove ourselves. Um, let's move on. So the episode. Now, normally I rate the episode really low because I always look for, you know, the the big impact to progress the storyline and not really, right. you know, based on the episode. However, I wasn't thrilled with this one, but I'm tired of giving low ratings. So I's going to rate this one a seven. But here's, here's the funny part, and here's the trick why. Because, okay. you know, in, in life, we all have these moments where we have to throw somebody a freebie. Now, <laughs> you, could think, you could think of that any way you want. I'm talking about, you know, you walk out of the store, and, you know, or you walk in the store, and you see, you know, um, a guy who's out on his luck begging for a dollar. You grab him a coffee, and you go, here, buddy, have a good day. You know, that's a freebie. You're throwing him one. You know, you, your kid's wrong and doing something wrong, and you should punish them. And you decide, you know what? I'm going to let this one pass because my kid's adorable. That's throwing a freebie. Or you can go the route where you're with somebody intimately and you don't really feel it, and you say, you know what? I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. I'm going to throw one their way. Okay, so this is me throwing one the blacklist way. I'm giving it a seven. Tom Keen stab wounds. And I didn't hate it, 
but it, it, it didn't do it for me as far as all-around Blacklist episodes, and I'm surprised at that because lately I've been watching it and giving it five or six. I've been giving it a higher rating recently, if you haven't noticed. Right. I agree. And it's, because, it's because I liked a lot of the side action, and this episode I really didn't feel it, but I felt the need to throw a freebie, so they get a seven. Seven steps. That's nice of you. That's nice of you. Uh, I think probably seven, six or seven is probably my average for the Blacklist episode. Uh, right off the bat, I will tell you this episode made me angry. Uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, that being said, it it threw me for a flu- few loops. Uh, it confirmed that I king was. Um, but it it had a lot of things in this episode we haven't seen lately. Uh, wasn't your typical, here's a blacklister, here, let's take care of the blacklister, oh, here's three minutes of something that actually really moves that storyline along. Um, I think we got a lot more this time around. I'm actually going to give this one an eight, even though I'm very angry about it. Um, wow. We needed, we needed an episode that gave us something different. We needed that. And, uh, and uh, I'm glad that we did, although on the flip side of that, they give us this episode, and there's no episode next week, dude. There's no episode next week. We have to wait and two weeks for another one. Ugh. Listen, I'll be honest. If this episode would have happened two weeks ago, I would have gave it a seven because it would have been in the proper time. But to be so late <laughs> right. in the season and then throw this episode and then give us a break before the next one, I mean, come on, man. I know. Oh. So frustrating. Damn it. I'm so close to the suitcase secret. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Damn it. All right. Uh, next thing we always talk about, the uh, uh, biggest impact player of the episode. Who made the biggest impact for us individually? It doesn't always have to be, uh, you know, a huge main character or some crazy thing that happened. Just something that leaves a lasting impact for us. Uh, who you got this week? Hmm. There's so many, and I went through so many in my head because of scenarios, but I figured, hey, I can just talk about anything I want later in the podcast, Don't pick and mine. I'm going to give some... Don't pick mine. <laughs> Don't pick I'm going to give some love to my man, Aram. Oh, God dang you, man. That is my boy listen, this episode. Oh, listen. Okay. He doesn't oh, get a lot okay. of burn. He doesn't get a lot of airtime. It's more wrestler and Navabi yeah. and, you know, other yeah. people... This was his episode where he was involved, and he didn't make no mistakes. He he actually stepped up at one point, um, yeah. and I was shocked at that. I thought he was just gonna you know just you know cave, but um, I feel like what happened in that episode, you know, not only is he invested for Elizabeth now in getting this guy caught, he's invested for himself, and he seems he's he's the smartest one in the whole task force. So if I'm picking a, a super squad team to go solve a murder, and I get to choose out of them, my first round pick is him. Because he's the guy in the background getting me anything I need to know. So I feel like that was a big move in him. Now you know why. And I feel like it's the start of the rest of the task force, one episode at a time, being invested in this guy. You know, Darby, where it becomes, you know, he's not just there for the Elizabeth and Tom Keene. He's there because they all have, you know, history with this guy. And he's just an overall bad guy. But this was his episode. And Aram, man, he's invested now. And that's a scary thing, a pissed off Aram. That's all I'm going to say. Can't believe you took my boy. I didn't think for a second you would take my boy. Dang it! Wow. Oh man. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, we would have picked different people. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I had a ROM, and if for no other reason, uh, when Garvey got in his face and was like, let's go outside, I'll kick your ass. And he's like, uh, no, my eyes are blah, 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 and why don't you back the hell up? Uh, that's my boy, Aram. You tell him. You tell him. Um, damn, I can't believe you stole him from me. Um, I, well, if I have to pick a secondary one, um, I think that then I have to go with uh, Dr. Fulton, who uh, is uh, a real piece of work, I'll just say. Uh, she definitely had a huge impact in this episode, obviously. Um, kind of really turned the tides on uh, Elizabeth Keene and uh, threw us all for a loop, I think. Uh, and is not who she seems to be. Go figure. Welcome to the blacklist. Uh, but she would be my second choice if I if I had to pick somebody besides Aram. But Aram really was the man this episode. Definitely get some juice. Can't believe you stole them from me. Damn it. Switching up things a little bit. When we talk about our takeaway from the episode, um, what's going to stay with us now through the end of the season, going to further seasons maybe. What's your biggest takeaway out of this whole entire, well, I try not to say too many bad words, but this clusterfuck of an episode? Well, I always do my takeaways differently than you know a normal answer where I say what I feel is going to happen based on what I saw this episode. I try to kind of predict it. And if you do listen to our podcast in episode one, I said they're going to drag this suitcase all the way throughout the whole season. And we're three quarters of the way there, Jay. <laughs> right. So, yeah, they, they shoved a lot in our face and then pulled it away for a very long time. And they're, they're slowly bird feeding us and I don't like it. Um, my biggest takeaway was that this therapist is going to work with Elizabeth Keene and they're going to kill Darby or arrest Darby and they're going to kill Reddington. And that's a big move. Mm. And that's a bold statement. She, the therapist said she hated Reddington. And the first thing she said was what? I kill serial killers. And isn't Reddington kind of a serial killer? I mean, I mean, sort of. Yeah. Maybe not your typically defined serial killer, but yeah. Oh, man. No, Team Reddington for the win. That will not happen. He'll take her out before she takes him out, just so you know. Um, I think for my takeaway, uh, I think you have to go with the fact that, and it's the part that really pisses me off about the episode, so I guess that's why I got to give it to it. Um. Our girl, Liz Keen. I don't want to say switching sides, but switching sides, letting a big-time criminal go, even if she is going to potentially use her later. You know, I guess we'll call it Liz turning into her own Reddington, kind of. And although I sort of want to see her become like a Reddington, I don't. She's... She's too good. She's too good of an FBI agent, too good of a profiler. There's no reason for her to let that lady go. No, no reason. That's my biggest takeaway. She made a huge decision, a huge change fork in the road that is changing her path forever. And I hate it. I'm really pissed off about it. That's mine, for better or worse. Tell me that didn't I, piss I, you off, dude. 
I, I got to disagree, and you know I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to tell you why. Liz, if you're Liz right now, and you believe Reddington's in your corner, right? So you have one of the you know most powerful gamesmen ever. Now you have the whole task force on your side looking for this. So you have the law part of it. You have the illegal part of it on a bigger scale. And now you have this therapist who's working with killers to kill other killers. So if you let her go and earn that trust, now she got herself back into the police force with that. And now she has, you know, it's the perfect storm. It's a triple threat. Liz should be able to take all her her people together and say, hey, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And somehow, one way or the other, erase Darby from this planet. Listen, Garvey has to go. I agree. I don't like Garvey. He's an ass. He's a jerk. He's a piece of work all by himself. But, 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 but. We've seen Elizabeth Keene now through five seasons. Ups and downs, lefts and right. We've seen her make smart decisions. We've seen her make stupid decisions. We've seen her corner herself into things. We've seen her fall for Reddington's nonsense. Dude, do this. This is Elizabeth Keene, and I know that she's hurt, and I know that she lost her husband, and I know she wants revenge, and she wants to see Garvey die, and rah, rah, rah. But at some point, after all is said and done, she's going to have to look back at this task force, her friends, her confidants, her team members, and know that she has totally let them down. How, she, she can't handle that. How's she going to handle that? There's no way. For real, how's she going to handle it, dude? Tell me. Oh, That's you want an actual answer? Yeah, <laughs> tell me. She'll be all right. Don't worry about her. No, dude. It's gonna. It's going to destroy her. Reddington is a man without a heart. He'll do whatever it takes, anytime, any place, anywhere. I bet she's not different. that. She's not that person, dude. She can't do that. uh, I got proof. I got proof. If you don't notice, in every episode or every other episode, they show you a little moment that makes Reddington more and more human, which proves he has a heart, which is going to come into play and disprove your theory. I'm telling you. Nah, man. Nah, because for real, he will... Not that he'll necessarily throw anybody under the bus, but he will manipulate anyone that he needs to get whatever he needs and not think twice about it. Because the yeah. end game for him is the thing that matters. And you know what I think matters? I think what's going to happen is he's going to give up the suitcase secret to save his daughter's life. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess we'll maybe find out. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of maybe finding out uh, before we get into any more don't forget to go to somebodyshows.com we did a bunch of voting for shows to be renewed that were kind of on the bubble or 50-50 Blacklist was on that list it did make the top five so check that out there we're pretty excited to see that fans really stepped up to vote for the show Um, let's talk about that dang suitcase in the bones Uh, I mean that really made a huge uh, Appearance again, I guess, for probably about mm, a third to half of the episode, uh, especially with Reddington and Garvey um, negotiating, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, 
We didn't really find out anything, I don't think, but they definitely talked about getting more to the secret. Uh, the bones do something. I mean, they talked about how if they release it. It's really going to do something to Reddington, and it's the bones being released that does something to Reddington. But there's more to that secret, which not really certain how there's more to that secret that Garvey doesn't know that he needs to hold on to him. What was your take on all that? What are we missing? Do you think it's still, you know, Reddington in the suitcase? What do you think? Well, I was sitting there and thinking to myself, like, why wouldn't Reddington just plan and arrange for somebody to kill this guy, and then whoever takes custody of the bones just go steal it from them? I, I don't get why he needs to get the bones back before um, Garby can die. I don't know. The whole thing, I'm telling you, dude, when we finally get the answers to this, it better blow my freaking mind. It just well, it has to blow is, my mind. Is that the show has really good writers, and I have all the faith in the world in them. So I believe that it's going to be a big one. I, it has to be, right? I mean, come on. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, were you disappointed in Harold Cooper at the end? I was. I was a little disappointed that he doesn't see through Doctor Fulton. It's all um, well, like, actually, hey, we have some good news. I actually have him on my list of things that I wrote down for the episode, which I was going to share in a little bit, but I can read his part. Um, basically, I wrote okay. from what I saw, Cooper is soft. I totally agree with what you've been saying the last few podcasts. I'm watching the episode, and I kind of feel like Morgan Freeman's narrating that part of the episode because all he <laughs> is is a mouthpiece now. Certifying the obvious, like we know what's we know, right. like we know what's about to happen, and he gets no burn in the episode except for being like the old man that's that senile and is rubber stamping everybody else's policy. Like right. I was like, come on, right. you know, where's, where's my man Harold, the killer? Uh, step it up, Cooper. Come on, man, we need you. Um, all right, Doctor Fulton. Uh, before you share your thoughts on her and everything we've learned about her. I have to tell you that I've been semi-suspicious of her. It didn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, all these therapy sessions, and I felt like she had a motive. Um, I did not think that she was some serial killer hunter by any means, but I knew something was up with her. In fact, uh, to be honest... I actually thought that she was on Reddington's payroll in some way, shape, or form. So I was right in that there was more to her story, wrong, that it had nothing to do with Reddington. Did you see her as being a major player in all this and that there was something sinister going on in the background? Um, no, personally, no. I thought that you had a great call by saying there was something off and questioning her from the beginning. And when I was watching the episode, I just stopped. I couldn't stop help but think, this is like Dexter. She kills serial killers. Like it just, oh, yeah. I thought about that. I thought about Dexter the whole time. But I was in shock that she was such a pivotal role and might be a pivotal role in the future episodes because I didn't think we'd ever see her again. Or if we did, it would be a brief cameo. Now, what's the chances? You know, because Reddington has his freaking hand in everything. What is the the chance that she 
is going to end up being the blacklister one, two, three episodes from now. And Reddington knew all along she was up to this. Um, honestly, honest answer. I, I don't care as long as they answer the suitcase question, <laughs> but <laughs> to answer, to answer the question you asked specifically, um, I, I wouldn't throw nothing by me. I just feel like that storyline gets a little um, circusy. And from, from what I see, the blacklist tries to keep as much realistic as they can be as realistic as they can be on every episode. And they only go off the rails when they want to, um, should I say, expedite a scene. Like right. when Liz ran through the police department. Like I said, you like in a previous <laughs> right, podcast, right. that could have been right. 45 minutes. They made it a, a four-minute thing where she, right. it was right. it was quick. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't see that being a storyline. But then again, I didn't think we'd see her again. So, you know, you never know. All right. Last thing I'm going to throw at you before I let you throw out anything that you want to do before we wrap it up. Uh Again, episode really irritates me. I'm mad about Elizabeth Keene and the choices she's making. I'm mad Harold Cooper is not being smarter about all this. I'm even kind of mad. I still don't know more about that darn suitcase. Here's the final thing that I'm mad about that irritates the crap out of me when uh, TV and movies do these kind of things. Uh, When Reddington has set up Garvey in the in the motel room or whatever. He's smart enough to send in somewhere, someone to play him to walk through the door because he knows it's a trap. Awesome enough to let the trap go, shoot through the window, kill all the bodyguards, and then just walk in and not do anything to Garvey? Nothing. Like, nothing? How do you, how do you take out his entire entourage not shoot him in the god dang knee like so, how do you just let this guy keep walking around I'm really come on Reddington I know you need the bones I know I, I even know we need Garvey for the storyline I get it but how do you not do anything with that and how do you leave that whole scene by Garvey ordering Reddington around it, that's not cool for me what about you well, it was actually perfect, and it's interesting because two of the notes that I had are going to – this is a perfect segue, believe it or not. Um, the secret is so big, he didn't want to kill Garby when he had the chance, knowing how important it is to his daughter. Yeah, no, no. Take him out. How Elizabeth big is be the happy secret, Jay? How big's the secret? It's probably nothing, man. It can't be that damn big. Take him out. Take him out. You telling okay. me that if you're Reddington and you walk through that door, you don't take his ass out? Um, how big's the secret? What I mean, let's 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 just use our brains. We're smart people. Let's think of the scenario. Let's just try to guess real quick. What do you think is a secret that's so big that it would ruin? I don't even think it's like has to do with Liz and what it doesn't affect him with Liz. I think is it is it a Liz? Thing, or is it a bigger secret that affects him personally long term? All right, so it's Reddington in the suitcase. The Reddington that we all know and love is not really Reddington, is not really Liz's father. It tears everything apart between them, it tears everything between the task force and them because he's not the real Raymond Reddington, blah, 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 blah. Some horrible, huge, terrible thing. But 
You take out Garvey. You go find the bones afterwards, man. That's just, my point. What, no, what, you, you just what, said my point. Garvey's obviously really good at hiding these bones. You kill him, someone takes custody of these bones, you go and outmaneuver them. You're Raymond Reddington. Right. That's what I'm saying. Take the dude out, man. Take and him here's out. The, here's the other problem. If you took him out, that investigation's over. Reddington goes after the bones, and Liz and the rest of the task force isn't sniffing around for this. All right. I know. I, I, I gotta. I don't understand. I don't know either. Oh, one more thing. I lied to you. I do have one more thing. <laughs> um, here's the only thing I don't understand. And maybe I missed something in a previous episode. And God, please, if you're listening to this and you have an idea, you got to tweet Chaos on Twitter or you can email me, Jay, at somanyshow.com. I don't care how you reach me. I, I need theories on this. Garvey, at one point, looks at him point blank in the face and says, you don't know who I am. Dude, we know you're a bad dude with the bones. We know that you're with the... Uh, like the Nash syndicate or whatever. We know you're a U.S. Marshal. We know all these things, but we don't know who you are. What the bleep is he then? What what more is there to Garvey that we are missing? I have I have no idea. And usually I always have a theory, but I have no. What what else is he? You have any idea? I I mean, what else could you be? I I just I don't I feel like that is the bigger secret is that if he really is something that we do not know that has to be a bigger secret than what's in the bones has to be like Garvey is the real Raymond Reddington's brother I was just, I was just gonna say that <laughs> something along the way yeah, Garvey <laughs> is Raymond Reddington <laughs> like what the hell is it oh Damn you, Blacklist. Damn you. Hey, they did their job. They got us talking about it for almost, yeah. what, a half an hour, 45 minutes? Come on. But, but really, we, need, we needed this episode because it really, last couple have been kind of, eh, kind of moving things along slowly. But So I'm glad we got some of this craziness. Uh, what else you got for me before we wrap this up? Um, it was definitely a transition episode, and a couple of things that I was thinking, because I had like six or seven on the list, but you pretty much narrowed down three or four of them for me. Uh, the first thought I had was, I saw a lot of bodyguards in this episode, and I, saw, I started thinking, like, yo, I want a bodyguard, dude. Like, how cool would it be to have a bodyguard? <laughs> I, like, it never even occurred to me that people walk around bodyguards on a regular basis. Like, think about it. Listen, if I had a bodyguard... I never get into trouble or problems. He wouldn't even have to work. He would just be hanging out the whole day talking to me. I need a bodyguard, seriously. Do you need a bodyguard, well, Jay? I'm thinking if you get one, I want at least three. I want so at least three. I, so I get like a Dembe and you get like what Garvey had? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's that's a good point. You make a good point there. No, I think I'd rather have the Dembe and you can have the three stooges that get nothing done and get shot. All right, moving on. Um, police dogs. Every time I see a police dog, they're mad smart. How do they know to chase the one criminal and how to find him when, when he's, you know, he's, he's two miles up the road and this dog just starts running and doesn't stop and, and it just follows the proper set? Like, how do, how do they know? Like, I, I don't know. I guess I missed that day in school. 
Yeah, I, I, I obviously have no idea how they train those dogs, but damn, are they smart? Never, never mess with a police dog. Like, and if you watch Live PD, which is an awesome show, man, they have these dogs, and these <laughs> dogs just go and they catch people, and it's live action. And I'm like, how does this dog know? Like, it's impossible. And the dog knows when how not yep. to hurt you when they bite. Like, they knew how to bite you in a certain way if you're not, you know, right. biting back. Yeah. I wish I could be as smart as a police dog. Um, moving on to to the um, blacklist related, which I saved my best for last. <clears throat> Nobody addressed it in the episode. You didn't address it, so I, I got to bring it up there. When Aram was getting the witness kidnapped from him, yes. the guy with the mask on, at the, they, they purposely zoomed in on yes. his face and showed yes. his one blue eye. Correct. But nobody talked about it. Now, we've seen a different color eye in the past. So are these eyes – how are these eyes into, integrated into the story? And what does it say – does Garby have something to do with the industry that runs these eyes and all these military <laughs> things? Like what, what is right. it? Right. I don't know. How do you not address it? How did Iran not say, hey, listen, there's a guy with a blue eye. Let's look up anybody with a blue eye. You, you know, I thought about that too, um, uh, especially when he was talking to Keen there after, you know, about the kidnapping or whatever. But I feel yeah. like Aram, and you kind of mentioned it too earlier, he's like a man on a mission right now. Uh, so I almost feel like he's kind of keeping that to himself as his kind of ace in the hole to get to the bottom of things. I don't think he wants, I don't think he wants to send wrestler and everybody after a certain, you know, company or XYZ person I think he's going to use that himself. So you think he's going to go on his own private investigation, inve- investigating these, you know, different color eyes, mechanical eyes? Well, you know, he's he's Mr. Technical and he's Mr. Computer that, um, you know, I think he could easily, I mean, I don't know how you use that information per se, but he's going to use that to guide himself as he's trying to figure things out on his end. I don't see him going out and being like a rogue agent trying to take people down, but I do see him using all that information in his own head, sitting there at his computer, hacking into something or checking something or cross-referencing something. Um, I feel like he probably, because he feels responsible, number one. Uh, Number two, uh, he genuinely cares for Keen. That I think you throw that kind of stuff together, he's going to sit there and do what he needs to do to get to the bottom of it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I have an announcement to make. Um, oh. I will no longer be using hashtag Team Tom Keen. I will Uh-oh. shorten that to Team Keen. Oh, Tom Lord. Keen, I miss you and I love you. Your name will carry on in my hashtag forever, but it's officially <laughs> Team Keen. It rhymes. No. It's catchy. It's real. It's terrible. This is what we're about. Terrible. Shout out to Tom Keen. Shout out to Liz Keen. Team terrible. Keen. And you know what? If he's, if he's really Elizabeth's father, maybe he could be Raymond Keen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Pete. Poor Pete. No Team Keen. A man, it's all a man can dream. Listen, I'm heartbroken. It's, it's been a rough season without Tom. Yeah, I know. I know. I actually, you know, I'm in a couple of Facebook uh, groups for the blacklist or whatever. And um, over the last, I don't know, probably two weeks, I've seen quite a few people still pretty angry about Tom Keene being gone. Not me. 
Team Reddington all the way. What? What? I haven't had time to be angry. I've been <laughs> so sad. I didn't even get you're to still that grieving. Yeah, you're still grieving. It's okay. It's all right, brother. All right, well, we'll wrap this puppy up because uh, uh, Pete actually has to run and go do a podcast for Bosch next. So uh, when you're done listening to this, head back to so many shows.com. Check out that Bosch podcast. Another good show to check out. Um, and if you're into TV, which you must be because you're listening to this, um, so many shows.com up top, there's a link for TV talk. We do a nightly radio show streaming online all around the world. 8 p.m. Eastern every night. You should check that out, too. We even talk about the blacklist every once in a while because Team Reddington. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and anyway, I'm the yeah, so guy. Yeah. So Team Keen. <laughs> yeah. And if you think you know TV trivia, Pete did throw out there tonight. Um, you want to get into some Name That Tune or some games when it comes to TV stuff, he's pretty confident that, that you can't beat him and his partner, Heidi. So think about it. SoMateShows.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow, like us, because it helps. We appreciate it. We like you back. Pete, you're awesome, man. Thanks for spending the time with me. Uh, We won't do this next week because there isn't one, but uh, the following week we'll hit the next blacklist. Give us your theories, people. For real. I want to hear it. All right. We out. Thanks very much for listening. SoMayShows.com. Say goodbye, Pete. We out. Shout out to Tom Keen. Good night, everybody. I'm A matchup. And what a tea, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32 gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. What a matchup! And what a tea, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32 gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.